0: Hey, what's up? It's your boy Anthony Cass Clark and welcome to another edition of Thoughts Over Coffee Daily. Good people of the world, what is up? I hope that all is well, all is well on this side. Today's a very special episode. I've had my third guest on the show, Jasmine Stafford. Jasmine is a great guest, man. Her and I have been working together on uh, You Gotta Eat This for about six months now. And we've definitely become like family, man. She's just a all-around great person. She's an insurance claims adjuster, podcaster, uh, co-host of the Three Sisters podcast. Find it on iTunes, everywhere you can get it. And recently, an author. She just dropped the Beginner's Guide to Adjusting Field Property Claims. For all of you that are interested in being insurance, or if you're in the insurance industry, please go cop that. She's dropping the gems I'm talking about just gems man so we had a we had an interesting conversation about just the ups and downs of life like jasmine found herself in law school she's a very structured person straight out of louisiana slash texas uh found herself in law school graduating finding herself working at the white house amongst all things <laughs> uh just a crazy Interesting story. Um, Jasmine's had some life-defining experiences that has led her to the point where she is now. Such an amazing person, such a beautiful person. Check out the interview. You'll get a lot of gems from it. Trust me. You may not know Jazz now, but you will after this podcast. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Here it is. Thoughts or Coffee Daily featuring Jasmine Stafford. You gotta relax. Alright, so the podcast is on. The mics are hot. <laughs> and I have what, my third guest in the building? Am I the third guest? Yeah, first was Andrew, uh, second was It's The Real, and now we have Jasmine. Mm, Content you. extraordinaire is what I call her. <laughs> uh,
1: thank you, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm glad you could be here. You've traveled uh, far and wide
1: oh, from <laughs> from Texas.
0: Uh, from Texas. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in your story. Uh, I'll give the people a backstory really quick before we get into you okay. and your story. Um, So, let's clarify something really quick because I'm still boggled by it. All right. I think you were following me on Twitter before we got in contact with each other.
1: We were. I followed you because you were having... A brunch doing is it art Basel? Art the Basel brunch. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm from Texas, so I don't know which way to mm-hmm. pronounce it. But I, <laughs> I mean, if you're I, from I, France, you say Basel. I okay. I, don't know, I, don't know. <laughs> I saw it, and I'm like, oh, this is like a cool event. Um, and I actually I got tickets for it. I wasn't able to make it. Um, but yeah, I was like, man, that's how I. Um, that's how I ended up following you because of the brunch, uh-huh. and then I guess a few weeks later. We kind of got introduced through, through You Gotta, you eat, gotta this. eat This right. and everything. And
0: so I was like, oh, that's kind of random. But yeah. It was, was like, yeah, it was really random because um, Pete was like, man, let's uh, let's try to get some people to help out with uh, content and things like that. So we sent an email out or we sent a post out or whatever. Right. And then uh, you happened to reply in the email. Right. And I didn't know who you were, but I literally picked your email out of I don't know how many emails we got. Lord Jesus. Oh, really? And I just I was like, She seems really motivated and dedicated. I like what she's doing with her site and everything. So let's reach out. So we reached out and then I think you got back to me and we set up a a date for us to speak on the phone. And I told Pete after we spoke, I said, yeah, we definitely want her to be a part of your team. You were very, very mature about it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can speak to someone and they're like overzealous about the opportunity, which is nothing wrong with that. But you were like, all right, sounds like great. I want to help out. <laughs> I'll yeah. execute. I'll do my thing. And I was like, I like that attitude. Yeah. It was more of like, okay, I appreciate the opportunity, and I want to work with you guys, um, but I got my own stuff going on. You know what right. I mean? Oh, it,
1: did that sound like that? <laughs> no, not
0: attitude <laughs> but it was kind of like, you're mature. You know what I mean? You're not right. just out here looking for um, opportunities to get you started, if that makes sense.
1: Right, it makes sense. And there's
0: nothing wrong with that, because we could have easily selected someone of that nature. But I just like the way you went about it and your tone in the conversation. It was
1: okay, great.
0: got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you tell me if that's weird or not. I don't yeah,
1: know. No, no, it makes sense. But and, and sometimes I, into a fault, I'm very, like, normally pretty direct. Mm. And I'm like, my life is, like, very structured. So that, you saying that kind of makes sense. That sounds like uh-huh. me. And
0: then you I saying know. that makes a lot of sense also. Because yeah. <laughs> I can tell. And I like that. Yeah. Because me, I am a very non-structural person. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean in the in the late you know as of late I've definitely right. developed mm-hmm. and gotten better with my structure uh but if I was in that position say a few years back I'd be like what's right. up man I'm trying to sell you you know like <laughs> <laughs> so I'd have been that guy you know Right. but whatever but uh so yeah that's how we that's how we actually uh developed a relationship and we've been in contact for I don't know how but
1: it's been almost Six months, I think? Maybe a little longer.
0: Yeah, maybe a little longer than six months. And it's been great. I mean, you've been killing you got to eat this Instagram. The content's been flowing out every single day. Um, I think when you started, do you remember how many followers we had when you started? I'm not sure. I know last week, I think we hit
1: 121,000. We did. We did. So I was pretty geeked about that. I'm like, okay, we're
0: rolling now. We're rolling. We're rolling. And so, you know, and so Jasmine's coming as a, a content contributor and she's been killing it. And when we start developing the business, and, and this is a long conversation, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever, we'll, we'll start doing more more things. Right. But that's that. So let's get into you, Jazz. All right. Where are you from?
1: I am originally from Bunkie, Louisiana.
0: Wait, wait, wait.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Uh, B-U-N-K-I-E. Okay. Small town Louisiana. It's like in between Baton Rouge and Alexandria. Okay. I was born there, and then... Late 80s, I moved to Arlington, Texas. Okay. Um, it was, all, at the time, it was just me and my parents. And My sister and brother um, were born later, but it's really not a, we, I guess my parents wanted better opportunity, better education for us, so we moved to Texas. I lived in Texas. God, I grew up in Texas, and then I went to D.C. for a semester. For so, so you
0: grew up in Texas. So you were born in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And then, around what age did you move to Texas?
1: Probably seven.
0: Okay. Around seven. So Texas raised you?
1: Texas raised me. But I spent my summers in Louisiana. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, Texas raised me. Um, okay. Me and Beyonce, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I've only been to Texas once in my life, and I was a lot younger, and I didn't really have a feel for the city.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How was it growing up in Texas? Because all we know is that everything is bigger in Texas, and people have guns.
1: That's true. Both things are true. Um, <laughs> t- I grew up in Arlington, so it was like a little suburb area of Dallas, and it was a complete culture shock for me. Because mm-hmm. I grew up in-, in Bunky. It was literally a train track, and black folks stayed on one side mm. of the street uh, on the train tracks, and the white folks on the other side. Wow. And Arlington, I went to school with all races, and I just had like an opportunity just to experience other cultures um, and just different ways of life. And I saw things like, you know, like, I guess I saw another way of life. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up in the country, you kind of see one thing. You know, you see a certain economic level, yes. certain education level. Right. And now I'm in Texas, and it's like, wow, I can probably go off and be a doctor. Mm. I can have Wow, so food. it
0: really affects you in that oh, way. Oh, yeah,
1: I'm like, oh, I can just have, like, this huge mansion if I want to because it's, everything was right there at my reach. Mm. Like, I could you know, go down the street and see, you know, Kirk Franklin at the grocery store if I wanted to. You know what <laughs> Wait, I mean, Kirk Franklin's like, from Texas? Yeah, he lives right in Arlington. He's from Fort Worth and lives in Arlington. I never knew that. Yeah, it's, like, pretty cool. Like, you'll be surprised at, like, the people who, like, live in that area. Mm-hmm. But I had that opportunity just to see and just be around, like, amazing people. And mm-hmm. I just randomly was just placed into, like, opportunities
0: mm-hmm.
1: that just totally blessed my life.
0: Wow. Okay. So, you grew up in Texas. Mm -hmm. um, And what did mom and dad do?
1: My mom, she worked at Merck. It's a pharmaceutical company. And my dad was in the military. And when I got older, he started working for the railroad, for Union Pacific Railroad. Um, So, just everyday working class people. Uh, Mm -hmm. We weren't rich. They just had A schedule we get up, we go to work every day, mm. and you make it happen, okay? You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> type family. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my So, career.
0: What'd you want to do in life at that point, like around your teenage years in, in uh, Texas?
1: Teenage years in Texas, there was a season where I wanted to be a pharmacist, Either Me go, too. yeah. And then I took freshman chemistry, mm-hmm. and like I was like, no. I
0: can Well, I just said I wanted to be a pharmacist because I had no idea what I wanted to do in life. Right. And I didn't want my sister to look better than me. <laughs> and so I just chose a random profession really? and said, all right, they wear white coats. And um, that looks pretty professional.
1: That's, so that's a go. I'll be a pharmacist. And, see, and my mom, when she worked at Merck, she worked with a lot of pharmacists. So she would always say, you know, you can be a pharmacist, have a good job, mm-hmm. great life, mm-hmm. cool. So I tried to do that. Didn't work. But when I was in my junior year in high school... Um, I went on a class trip to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. to George Bush's inauguration. Okay. And I just fell in love with D.C. Wow. And so I'm in class. What was it about D.C.? I don't know if it was just like being around like so many like successful
0: mm-hmm.
1: black people. And also just, it was just like the culture of D.C. like in the government. And you're like making things happen. Yeah, right. You know, like we were on tours of Congress and everything. And they're just like, I'm like, these are the people that are changing my life. and Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, DC is a great place. So I'm, I'm getting ready to, to probably flunk out of college. Cause I've failed so many classes, um, like trying to be a pharmacy major. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think it was the day the college dropout came out. Okay. And I'm walking across campus and there's a snippet on the song and it's like, uh, I think Kanye and he's, like, saying, you know, she wants me to go to get a good job. Yes, yes, yes. No, I like everybody. And I'm, like, during it, crime because I'm, like, how am I going to go back and tell my family <sighs> I'm about to funk out of school? Right. Just can't happen. They're going to kill me. Mm-hmm. I end up switching my major to political science because I'm, like, I've always had good grades in my political science and history courses. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that kept me. And so I switched my major to be a political science major, I was like, "Well, I'll just go to law school." I graduated, ended up getting an internship at the White House.
0: So you wanted to be an attorney? Yeah. Okay.
1: That was the initial. I was gonna go.
0: The the idea of law school didn't scare you out of it, like?
1: No, cause see, I the, I enjoy because in on, on my courses we would read um, like Supreme Court cases, mm. all that fun stuff. So I enjoyed like reading these cases.
0: You know what kind of law? Because. I
1: I wanted to just be a professor at like a law. um, Okay. At a law school, Um, so I was like, I'll just go and I'll teach law, and I can sit around with these kids and we can talk about,
0: you know, all
1: these cool court cases. Right. And
0: it's funny because (laughs) I I know I know a lot of attorneys Mm -hmm. uh, because I spent some time as a paralegal and things like that, and (laughs) I've only met a handful of attorneys that want to be attorneys.
1: None of them do. Like, they hate it. Yeah.
0: They're like, it's all a lie.
1: Isn't right. It? I have like, a friend and he went to Georgetown undergrad, um, George Washington Law School, okay. and he's working in Congress, but he's not like in a courtroom. Right, at right. All. right. You know, he's doing something totally different. Right. Good yeah. for him. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Good for him. That's great. Okay. So you so say you want to go off to law school. You mm-hmm. listen to Kanye, inspired. Right. He, he has touched you in the way that music is. Only music can do at the right mm-hmm. time, perfect time. What happens?
1: Um. So I get the internship. I'm at the White House. And this is during the Bush years. And this is like right after Katrina. So okay. my family is like totally clowning me about this, right? Okay,
0: wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> All right. So how did Katrina affect you in your life um, in I Louisiana? In
1: Texas. It didn't really affect me. What about your family uh, back in Monke? Um, my family, I have a lot of aunts and uncles that lived in New Orleans. And it affected them like a lot. A lot of them left New Orleans. Some eventually went back. Some were like, you know what? Forget this. I'm not moving back to New Orleans. I'm tired of the flooding. Um, So you saw the impact. I had a cousin. um, He was actually in the Superdome. Yeah. Yeah, which is like crazy. And then they put him on a bus to Dallas. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we had to pick him up there in Dallas. But he was in the Superdome. And he said it was like a nightmare.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine.
1: Yeah. And he was like separated from like his family. (sighs) And you're in the super don't buy yourself in like any and everything you can imagine is going on you know it's like you know it's like just take me now right you know just,
0: can't yeah. <laughs> man you oh that's yeah. insane to think about from someone's perspective like it's actually there because uh-huh. looking on the news and looking at the pictures and video right you're like this seems horrible yeah. But you don't realize that people have to figure out their lives in these situations. Yeah, and you exactly. got to figure out how to how to keep moving.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, and then you think about and he was probably in his mid twenties when that happened. Mm. Think about all the kids that were eight nine years old. and mm-hmm. You're in the Superdome, and yeah. like your whole city just went underwater. Right. And you've never left New Orleans before. But now they're sending you to Houston or to Dallas. Wow, talk about a culture shock.
0: <laughs> <sighs> Flip your life upside down. Yeah. Okay. So, no. this is during Katrina time.
1: Yeah. So, this was 2008. 2007. Okay. So, Katrina was 06. 2007.
0: Oh, I don't think it's 08. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: 2007. Um, so, I, I did the internship. And it was amazing for me to be able to, like, go to the White House every day to work. Wow. and. I mean, I'm from, like, my, my grandmother was, like, was a maid. Like, I'm from a family of, like, sharecroppers and mm-hmm. farmers. Mm. And I'm, like, yo, I'm walking in the freaking White House mm. every day. Legacy, legacy, Yeah, and legacy. I ain't, you know, I got my security clearance. Woo, you know Let's what talk I'm about it. How does that feel? <laughs> it's, like, it's an amazing feeling, and it's even difficult to explain it when you, like, walking through. And I'm, I think at the time, I was probably the only black girl, in my, uh, maybe even one other girl, in my um, intern class. And you're walking in a building every day, and you may see Condoleezza Rice, well, Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, walk by: Colin mm. Powell. Mm. And it's just, I think it made me a little arrogant for a season in my life, okay? Um, Because it's like, yo, know, I really like bossed up, and I'm at the White House. Like, right. even though it's an internship and it's unpaid, mm. like I'm here. Like I've reached, like mm. to me, this goal. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember, you know watching Apprentice, and I think Omarosa was like, yeah, I used to work at the White House. Yep. I've never heard of anybody working at the White House, right. ever, you know, outside of Monica Lewinsky, mm-hmm. you know? Monica's in, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and, it, and, it's like, and, and it's like, Monica was, um, on our first day of our orientation, they're like, listen, guys, um, your fellow internship, Monica, intern, Monica made you guys very famous. So when you're out <laughs> in these streets, don't do anything crazy. Cause Nothing people crazy. people are always, you know, looking for They, they have out. their eyes
0: on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Because they, <laughs> you have a reputation and you don't even know Right. It. Right.
1: But, I mean, we would get to go to, like, all these um, different White House events. Um, when the Queen of England came, mm. you know, we were able to go to her arrival ceremony. Um, you know, just being able to walk into the West Wing.
0: Okay.
1: The White well, House.
0: You know, you said something powerful about you being arrogant. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a season of your life, being, uh, being that you worked in the White House, yeah. What happened in your life that made you realize that you were being arrogant? Because pride comes before the fall.
1: Let right? me tell you, God will throw you on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! alright so, let's talk about it. Oh my God. Okay. So I, um, so at the time when I was in DC, I was dating. Okay. I Had like my first boyfriend. And, you know, we were, like, in love, you know, whatever. So I ended up going back to Dallas, start grad school. I didn't go to law school. I ended up going to get my master's in political science, get married. Life is great.
0: Like How long were you guys dating?
1: I think it may have been about two years, seemed okay. like. um Probably about time from the wedding, maybe two years, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, life is great. Um no complaints. I Does mean,
0: it, wait, let me get this timeline straight. So, you get married, and this is after the internship? or No,
1: this is before. We met, let's see, we met summer of 06. Okay. I got the internship fall of 07. We got engaged when I came back in that May. Mm-hmm. So, so, we got engaged after about a year. After a year.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so, I came back, staying at home. And I, mind you, I've never, I've always had, like, a pretty decent life. Nothing bad has really happened to me. Um so we get married, everything's great. Um start having some problems. I'm like mm. it's nothing. You know? <laughs> 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 <It's just> nothing. <laughs> it's not right. Um then I get pregnant. Mm. And so we um going into my eighth month of pregnancy.
0: Mm.
1: Have like this crazy pain mm. in my stomach. So I'm like, maybe I'm going to labor. So mm. I'm not feeling right. So i get to the hospital i'm like yo listen you need to come to the doctors with me this morning because something doesn't feel right Mm -hmm. and the doctor was like i think you may have lost a baby we're not feeling a heartbeat so now i'm shocked i think by then i was like 24 25 years old and i'm like okay he was like well you guys need to figure out what you're gonna do and and they kind of make you decide you want to go through surgery now or right. wait. Right. So we're like, okay, we'll go home, and we'll let our parents know. Because it didn't seem like it was real. Real, and it was, like, very shocking. So I get home, and I, like, you know, getting ready to tell my parents, and I, like, pass out on the floor, and then I'm bleeding. And mind you, I've never had a broken bone. No reason for me to go to the hospital. And um, so I get to the hospital, and have to do emergency surgery. And I wake up the next day, and they're like, listen, you almost died. We, you lost, wow. I think I forgot how many pints of blood I lost, but I was almost empty, you know? Oh, wow. And, um, and they were like, look, you just wouldn't stop bleeding, we had to do all this extra stuff. So I'm going through this, and now, you know, i get out of the hospital, and I'm grieving. Marriage starts to, like, crumble. Because now I'm like, look, I've lost a child. I don't have time for your lies, mm. for nothing, mm. you know. And it just, it, it, it changed me, like, overnight. Mm. And we end up eventually, like, going through a divorce. Well, we separated. So I went to, ended up moving to Iowa.
0: Wait, Iowa? <laughs> what is in
1: Iowa? We were separated, and I had, I needed a job. And my cousin was like, hey, cuz, um, I get you a job. And mm. was in Iowa. And so I told my, my husband at the time, I'm like, look, stuff is going really bad between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Let's just go to Iowa. We'll be from, away from everybody, just us.
0: We can get right.
1: Yeah, let's get it right. Let's do like Hope and Be. Mm-hmm. This is a before Hope and Be moved to California. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we, um, I ended up going to Iowa. He never came. And we ended up... That's a whole other story. Okay. So I ended up going back to Dallas. And I think that period was probably, like, the darkest period in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was from, like, February 2012 until about June 2013. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, the darkest period of my life. It's one of those where... um, and all my my life goes back to, like, rap lyrics. Uh, <laughs> everything. I think it's on Watch the Throne. I don't know if it's Kanye or Jay. But he was like, just when I thought I had everything, I lost it all. Mm. In a case of Surat. And that was really my life. Like, I'm like, I, I finished school. I did everything right. Had a husband. Had a baby. and Why? then Why? It was gone.
0: Why?
1: And so now, and I'm like, you're talking to the girl, like, I gave my life to Christ when I was, like, in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm trying to do right by like, it's, Jesus. It's always,
0: it's always us.
1: Well, yeah.
0: And I'm like, <laughs> Matt,
1: I'm, like, literally in my feelings with God because I'm like, how could you let this happen to me? Mm-hmm. I'm like, out of everybody else in the world, you going to front on me like this? Right. And so I would have, like, these moments where I'm like, I don't want to pray no more. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, here. I'm alive. Whatever.
0: And it's, it's, it's not, well, it's... I can kind of relate through other people. Uh, I've had close friends who literally went through that maybe a year ago. Right. And I remember them having the exact feelings that you have now. Yeah, and it's... Well, that, you, that, you've, that you're you stating
1: now. Yeah, and it's, like, really sad because it's really... And people will tell you things like, oh, you know... God is still going to bless you. Yeah, you don't want to hear any of that. Yeah, people are always going to be like, oh, you gonna don't worry. You're going to have another baby. You're going to do this. And I'm like, yo, I don't want to hear that right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just mad at whoever. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> let me just be mad.
1: Yeah, let me be mad. Let me be sad. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom, one day she was like, look, you got to get it together. Like, I understand you hurt, whatever, but you can't just keep being sad and angry. And I was like,
0: whatever. I was bad at her for like, tell me. I'm like, you don't understand. Right. Because it's I don't understand. And yeah. we're, we're talking about it now, and I can't even put my finger on the beginning yeah. of how you feel.
1: Because it's just a different level of like anger and grief. And it's like, you don't even know do you want to cry or do you want to just go fight somebody? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, okay. And it's just a, and it got to a point where I just had to talk myself out of being crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that sounds crazy, but, like, I grew up, like, in a church, and so I, I knew I knew a few scriptures, and I knew a few sermons, and, and I go to um, Bishop Jake's church in Dallas. Right. I've been going there since I was, like, a kid. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll be sitting there, and I'm like, sermons that were preached when I was, like, a kid would start, you know, in my mm-hmm. head. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you got to get up. You got to do something. Mm-hmm. You can't just wallow in this, Okay. You need to go say some little quick prayer, make yourself laugh, get your life together. And it was like a daily process. And I think I ended up getting like a life coach. And he was like, you need to do something to like get your mind off everything.
0: How did you know to get a life coach? Um,
1: I think I've always been very like self-aware. Like I knew I was like on the deep end. Like Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay. Um, and I had a friend. He used to be a youth pastor, and he okay. had started being a life coach. And he was like advertising, like for free sessions for a life coach. And I'm like, okay, it's free. I'll try it out because I'm like at this point, I need something to just get my mind off everything. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how um, we started. Because I'm I'm a solutions girl. Like, right. you give me a problem, I need to figure it out. Right. And I remember the two things that were a couple, of well, few things that were always a constant in my life. It was God and rap music, right? (laughs) So (laughs) I didn't want to be a preacher. Uh And I knew I like hip-hop. So I started doing this hip-hop blog. And for me, it was like therapy. Uh I'm like, okay, I have a reason. Like, yes, I go to work every day. But now I have a reason to get up every day and post something or listen to something. Uh And I think that period of my life just really just brought me out of, like, this dark cloud of, like, sadness and just misery, mm-hmm. you know.
0: How did that, that dark time in your life change you?
1: Oh, I think, for me, I think it changed, A, I have a sense of urgency now, mm-hmm. um, and then it's at the same time there's urgency, and I also have, like, more free will, Okay. Before my life was like very like structured and it's like okay, you got to do this this and this
0: by what you thought right was by, supposed to happen in your life.
1: Right, by what I thought. I'm like, okay, if you want to be a good wife, you do x y z. Right. If you want to be a good student, a good daughter, and now I'm just like you gotta relax, you know, my Nori. Tell You gotta relax. <laughs>
0: you gotta relax.
1: <laughs> and and I've just learned to just take things like day to day. Like I still plan my life out. I still have goals, mm. but
0: but you're more accepting to the outside of things that may happen.
1: Right. Exactly. Things may change, but I'm like, you know what? It's okay.
0: It may be for the positive.
1: It may be for the positive. Okay. And I don't take things personal. And I think that was my issue before, when that dark period. I took everything personal. I'm like, oh my god, you know, he didn't want me, or oh my mm. god, the baby died. I was mm. a bad person. No, right. Sometimes life just happens. Right. And when life happens, you can't do nothing but just roll with the punches. Right. And that was like the lesson. And it's like you just gotta relax.
0: Mm. Ooh, maybe the title of this episode. Right. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta relax. relax. <laughs> Okay, I like it. Okay. So, all right, so you're finding yourself uh, taking these sessions with Life Coach. What's mm-hmm. going on? Are these sessions helping you, and are you seeing, like, significant growth?
1: They're, I think they're, they're, they are helping because they, they let me put things on a, on a piece of paper, basically, and figure mm-hmm. out what I liked. Not what anyone else told me to like, but what Jasmine likes, mm-hmm. you know, and I can do what I want to do. You know, because I went to college because they told, my parents told me I had to, you know, like, you got to do this. Right. Um, And then I was also seeing a therapist. Like, every week I was going to sit on this lady's couch and just telling her how I felt. How's therapy? It's amazing. I think everyone should go to therapy. Like, everyone. Um, Because at therapy, I was able to go and talk about my life, my marriage, and everything Without judgment, because mm-hmm. if I were to go talk to my mom or my dad, oh, no.
0: they're, yeah, they're putting like all their things on you exactly. from their experience,
1: right? And then it's like you know you go sit in therapy and they just listen and they'll give you some some tips or things to do here and there, but it's like someone else is just listening and they're not judging anything, mm. you know? Because you go and talk to your dad about. What's going on in your marriage? You may want to go over, you know, have a, talk, you know?
0: Right. <laughs> have a talk. Right. Yeah, have a talk. Right. It's
1: like, damn, you didn't have to do that to him. You know? <laughs> right. So, it's a, um, so it, I recommend it for everyone. Even if you think your life is great, just go.
0: Mm. Okay. I like it. And I, I've been thinking about it lately, honestly. Because, I mean, I'm not going to say my life is great, but my life is not terrible. <laughs> right. but i also know that i'm a very cerebral type of person mm-hmm. and uh i think a lot i mean this name of the podcast is thoughts over coffee right uh, and i definitely want to spill my thoughts to someone uh that's just there to kind of just listen
1: yeah i i think you should go like mm-hmm. seriously just just for kicks and giggles if nothing else just try it because i even told my my parents my siblings i'm like yo we need to go to like a family session of counseling Mm. you know because we just need to go because i my parents like recently got divorced and I'm like mm-hmm. we need to go sit down and talk about this <laughs> right as a group yeah. <laughs> and everybody
0: look at you like what no yeah they're like i am <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: I'm
0: like, I'm like what are you talking about Nah, we don't, we don't do that yeah, yeah. We, we don't do that right man wow you know and i've just been thinking about like spent a lot of time with my family um lately I'm a really family-oriented type of person. Mm-hmm. And uh, spent time with my grandmother over the weekend. Um, like I told you, I haven't been here the whole weekend. Right. So I spent time with my grandmother and then actually spending time with my parents once they came back. And I was like, man, I would really love to know more about my family. Yeah. Because you grow up with these people your whole life, mm-hmm. but you don't really know their experiences right. before you or when they're not with you
1: exactly like, you know
0: and I, I i really want to know deeper and why you why you act this way why you react this way why you, you know what saying? why mm-hmm. did you teach me this way i want to know all those different things
1: and it's it's and it's so helpful especially um like for me like growing up looking back even when i like because i went back and i reevaluated like my marriage and stuff mm-hmm. and i'm like okay why did i react this way mm. And I'm like, oh, okay, my mom did that. That's mm. how my mom reacted. That's how my parents reacted. And so now I'm like, okay, how do I make this better the next go around right. when I get remarried again to a nice Christian guy, no hey, kids type stuff? Hey. If, if you're listening to this <laughs> podcast
0: if you're happy to be one of those listeners, right. you can slide in the DM and hope right. for an answer.
1: Right. <laughs> Like, shameless plug I don't care there will, but, be a,
0: there will be a whole review done by her and her siblings exactly. before you get a reply but you may but get we a reply will review.
1: reply you know but I mean you know we have to sit down and talk with like our parents mm-hmm. and grandparents and mm-hmm. figure out why because um, you know some things were done just because of necessity
0: yeah
1: you know they just had to do things that yeah. way this
0: is true
1: Um, but it's always good to just sit around and just talk and listen and yeah. just kind of like evaluate like my family
0: right Okay, so I guess we'll move on out of that uh, particular part. Okay. So um, now you're into claim adjusting. Yes. Right, so that's uh, insurance for everyone. Mm -hmm. You don't have to give me the deep, full definition of everything that goes on with claims adjusting, but uh, just for anyone who's wondering what the heck that is.
1: So as an insurance claims adjuster, I'm the person that will show up to your house when you're... um, when there's a flood, hurricane, any bad weather or anything that damages to your house, that damages your house, I'll come out, write an estimate so that you can get your home back mm-hmm. to order. Right. You typically will see me when something bad has happened, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> like I right. meet people at their worst, <laughs> right. you know. And they hate me, they're always mad. I'm like,
0: "They, I'm they the hate hell? you?" Oh my god. i will be, oh, oh you they're, they're I frustrated. mean, you're like, the one that's in charge of how much money they get for the claim.
1: Yeah, you show up, their whole house is flooded.
0: Ah, uh, yeah.
1: Everything's yeah. damaged And yeah, they're just yeah. upset
0: I want to see you But I don't want to see you Yeah exactly okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's like <hang> <laughs> I get you Alright so Where does claim adjusting Come into your life Cause Tell me if we're making A big jump Or not
1: Um, Not really So claim adjusting After I finished grad school Cause my intent I was gonna go to D.C. I'm like I'm gonna be mm-hmm. like You know Whatever um, I'm going through like Divorce Lost a baby My cousin was like Cousin I can get you a job They'll give you a car A cell phone that pays. Is it in Iowa? Yes. This is kind of like, this is doing Iowa time. Um, And so I was like, cool, let's go. And so I did that. Um, Didn't, um, I eventually got hired on full time doing insurance claims. It was never the the job I dreamed to have my life. Um, But sometimes there's always a little ram in the bush Mm. that would come and just like, Set your life up for something amazing, Okay. Um, and so I started working doing insurance claims, and I was a staff adjuster uh, for a major insurance company for a few years, just learning the ins and outs of insurance, and then eventually I became um, an independent adjuster. So I basically contract myself out to work for okay. other so companies.
0: You're your own. You're your own business. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes, for the most part, yeah. Like someone else, like hired. I'm hired through another contractor, through an, an through agency. Third, yeah, through so, an agency. Okay, makes sense. And so, um, I travel. I'm in Florida now, but I kind of go back and forth between Florida and Texas mm-hmm. during insurance claims. And, and it's hurricane season, so yes, it's you're hurricanes. about to be
0: very busy. Yes, very busy. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> it turned out to be like a really great life for me. Okay, um, it gives me the freedomness to kind of do what I want to do. Mm. You know, and I think that's kind of like how I ended up working with you guys. Like, you have got to eat this because right. my job gives me that flexibility where mm. I can still do the content. You can park and, your
0: car and post and post content. Right, exactly. Yeah. Just
1: pull over, write my estimate, do my post <laughs> at the same time. You know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and right. it's like it gives me that freedom, and and then the pain's not bad, so mm-hmm. I can right. just. Enjoy life, you right. know? And
0: I find it so dope that you being an independent claims adjuster, you decided to write your own manual on claims adjusting. Right. Being that you found this new, or found, not new, but you found this joy in your life that gave you the freedom to do things that you wanted to do and now you want to share that same freedom with others.
1: Right. And that was my thing because I was working claims during the hurricane season mm. and we had a lot of Kids that were working with us and really didn't know how to write claims. Mm-hmm. They didn't have this 6 weeks training from some major insurance company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we're doing these claims, it's based off of how much your estimate is. So if my estimate is a certain dollar about, they'll pay me a percentage. Mm-hmm. So on average, you can do upwards $1,000 a claim if you want to when mm-hmm. you write it right. And so these kids were losing money because they didn't know how to properly write an estimate. Mm. And so I was at home in Dallas, and I'm like, I need to figure out a way to teach these kids, or not these kids, and I, anyone who's coming into the insurance industry that wants to change their life, mm-hmm. how to properly write a claim right. so that they can have a decent paycheck at the end of the week.
0: Exactly. And
1: right. I, um, I wrote a manual called The Property... The beginner's guide to adjusting property field claims Nice. and where's that available at? It's available on Apple iBooks okay and just search Jasmine Stafford it should show up nice. um, or I'll send I'll tweet out a link for it also
0: it, I'll put it in the description.
1: okay awesome and it's a very simplified guide it gives you terms that you need to know as an adjuster and it also shows you step by step how to write your estimate or from when you receive your claim, how to schedule your claim, how to write your estimate. Because um, a big thing is scheduling. Mm-hmm. You know, if I've... I mean, we're in Miami now, so it's like, if you have 20 claims in Locka, you need to get these claims done the same day. It's no sense for you to drive in all the way up to Boca. And, right, and drive back. <laughs> and right. driving back, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just teaches the basic, simple stuff. Setting your claims, how to write an estimate, time management. Mm. Um, it gives us some screenshots and... How to use Xactimate, which is one of our exact estimating tools we use. Okay. Um, So, and it's really designed for if you're out in the field by yourself, if your manager won't pick up the phone to answer this question, well, you can turn to page three or four, Mm -hmm. and you have an answer there. Mm -hmm. And so, that was my intent, Mm -hmm. to help new people feel comfortable and get going.
0: Right. Okay. I like it. I like it. So, (laughs) what's in the plans for Jazz? Because you do a lot. Right. So, you write for your blog, right? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, Dr. Blog
1: Um, the blog is Down South Noise, and yeah. I've, I've honestly, I've kind of, I haven't been posting a bunch to that. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm at a crossroads with that. I, I, I don't that. know if I, if I've outgrown it or it, it's just not feeding me anymore. Like nothing it used wrong to, with that at all. You know, and nothing I'm not even talking all. about like financially. It's just like feeding my soul. Yeah, nothing wrong. With and that I'm at like, all. if something's not like feeding my soul and making me happy, then I can't do it. I don't want to do, do it no more.
0: You and I both. Yeah. You and I both. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I'm like, huh, if it's not not right. making me smile, I don't I don't need it. Yeah. Um. So what's next? You know, I'm really just taking it, kind of month by month. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I just released a book on Apple iBooks a few please weeks ago. Please go get that. Yeah. Please go get it. Please. Right. If you
0: are wondering what the heck she is talking about, go get it. Yeah. If you are in the industry, go get it.
1: Right. And then, and you can reach out to me. I'm sure he'll post my info. I'm always available to ask questions about answer questions about insurance or anything. Um, so I'm working on that. Um, and I have a podcast what I do with my Yes, sisters. please
0: drop man, let me tell you <laughs> I, I told you before we started the podcast right. I feel like this podcast is uh, it's illegal for me to listen to <laughs> because I'm a dude and this is a podcast full of women speaking on like lots of like women topics, but they're dropping gems about right. these topics, and I'm just like a fly on the wall, like, right. listening. in Like, oh, yeah. and that's cool. how I should talk to my girl. Oh, yeah, you know, like, oh, this is what exactly. I've been messing up. Right. You know, like, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's insight to the world of of womanhood. You know, being a man, we don't really have that that uh right. that that, access to that what access you guys are to, thinking, then, what you guys are speaking about on a daily. And, you know, it, it helps me out in my personal life. Okay. So I appreciate the podcast. No,
1: thank you. Because we are wondering, like, we hope guys get it. Because most of our listeners are male. Mm-hmm. But it's called The Three Sisters Podcast. It's mm-hmm. with my sister, Ebony, and my best friend, Kim. Mm-hmm. I've known Kim since second grade. Shout out to Kim and Ebony. Yeah, it's a Kim and Ebony. Uh, and so we just kind of, we start off with our favorite rap lyric for the day. And we mm-hmm. just kind of go for whatever the topics are. And we'll, we'll have, have guests, guests not. Yeah, we'll have right. special guests
0: which I um, wanna be on very badly. You need but, to
1: come on. We gotta figure out a way to Yeah, I think to record. I, maybe
0: travel down there just or your phone call. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I
1: know, right? <laughs> I <don't laughs> just know. call in. We'll yeah, see. so right now I'm still just doing insurance and just doing the podcast. Um mm-hmm. working with You Gotta Eat This. Yeah, so now. and we
0: have a lot planned for You Gotta Eat This. Uh we I guess on uh, Pete was speaking to me yesterday you know how pete is yeah pete's hilarious man. Oh, i
1: God. love pete you <laughs> trips
0: love pete. me out pete the firecracker um but pete you pete and i we gotta really sit down and kind of uh, plan out our, our year and things like that because we have a lot of opportunity on the table and we mm-hmm. just gotta, just gotta I think take it's it. going to
1: be crazy once we get going and get some things planned out
0: mm-hmm.
1: it'll show the world right and i think
0: <laughs> you are the most structured person out of all three of us. So we can to use your talents <laughs> because, as you know, you work with Pete for this long by now, and Pete is not the structured person. All right, we got, you know, we're gonna get it together. We'll we're get, gonna, yeah, we'll get, we're together. get it
1: together.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got to eat this, and then um, I'm looking forward to seeing what else comes out of you because you're you're a pretty talented person. You're smart. Mm-hmm. You're ambitious. You're driven, and only good things come from people like you.
1: Well thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of just waiting to see what what God has. Mm -hmm. I'm just enjoying like this I guess not even free time, but just enjoying this season. Right. Where there's like no real time limits. Mm, Perfect.
0: Man, time is your inventory. Yeah. Like time (laughs) is the time is your currency. And you have a lot of it. I know. It's on your terms. And I
1: think now and I was thinking last night, like I I literally like spent my twenties like doing the work. Mm. You know, like, just working in school and all this other stuff, and now my 30s is kind of like, I'm really kind of reaping the harvest of that, mm-hmm. and it's just like that time spent in my 20s, it just opened up opened doors for my 30s to be pretty lit, right. you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I tell kids To all be the modest. Time, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I tell kids all the time, they like, oh, I just want to hang out and party in my 20s, and I'm nah, like, bro. you know, yeah, okay, go to South Beach every now and then, mm. but... You're young, you're healthy, do the work.
0: That's what I'm teaching my brother. He's yeah. only, I mean, he just graduated high school last week. Uh huh. But I'm telling I said, bro, you don't realize what you're about to walk into, mm-hmm. but let me tell you, this is, you're about to walk into the big world.
1: Yeah, it's so serious. <laughs> and, and, and I always, and I'm like, especially when I meet guys, mm-hmm. this is going into like a whole three sisters podcast yeah. conversation, but I'm always like, so what have you been doing? I'm mm-hmm. like, you, you ain't kill nothing? And right. I ain't talking about people, but I'm like, you ain't conquer Bro, you, nothing?
0: Right. I and, think, I, think yeah. I understood that from young. Yeah. Bro, you only eat what you kill. Yeah. And I don't know if you know my story in full, but I dropped out of college after mm-hmm. a few semesters because I saw so much. saw <laughs> so, so much on the streets that I could like, actually go for right. on South Beach. Because mm-hmm. I had friends who were literally taking over the promo game, making thousands and thousands of dollars every week. And yeah. I'm just sitting here in school, like, wait, what? You and guys are see my this. age. I can't. You can't even get in the club and you're making money. How? Right. So I went down there and I did my <laughs> thing. I abandoned college for yeah. South Beach. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, but I can see that because I think had I had that opportunity in Dallas mm. to do something crazy like that, like if I could have left and went to New York and worked for the source, mm-hmm. I would have been on it. It
0: was tough, man, because like I told you, I have a very strenuous uh, Jamaican father. Oh, yeah. You know.
1: How did you tell him that you were I didn't. Okay, I was about (laughs) to say.
0: (laughs) It was kind of like they kept seeing me around the house more and more. And uh, they were just like, what's going on? And I kept saying, oh, I'm taking, you know, one. My cover-up was that I had a great job at a house insurance company. I was young and had a great job. And so the money was there and Mm -hmm. I just had to look busy. Yeah. You know, and so I just stopped going to school and I didn't really tell them. And then I think we had like a talk, official talk at one point in time. My mom just stopped me. It was like, Yeah, what's going on?" Yeah. And I just told her, and um, I mean, they were pissed. Give me I, right. I can
1: imagine. <laughs> they like... were
0: pissed, but my parents, I gotta give them up to. Them. I gotta give them up. They saw me going to South Beach, mm-hmm. twelve o'clock to six o'clock in the morning, every wow. you know every weekend, going sometimes during the week. I was hustling, and they saw me moving, and so they were kind of like, "Okay." This is crazy, but he seems to be doing something. something. I mean, I understand it. Right. But something's happening. But
1: yeah, you're not sitting around watching TV all day. Right. right.
0: Exactly. I'm not just chilling. They knew that wasn't me. Right. So they were kind of like, okay. I don't know where he's going with it. I don't know where this is going to end up.
1: Right. But
0: let's let's see where it goes. Let's see where it goes. Yeah. yeah. So I get I I got to give him up. I got to give that up for you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Drop the book name one more time and where they can find you, and I guess we'll get out of here. Uh, the book is the
1: beginner's guide to adjust to I'm sorry, the beginner's guide to adjusting field property claims. Mm-hmm. I am on Twitter at Jasmine Staffer Five. That's J A S M I N E S T A F F O R five. Mm-hmm. And on my Instagram, it is Reasonable Doubt eighty four. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, um, yes, reasonable underscore doubt 84.
0: Love it, love it, love it. Go cop that book. Also, follow You Gotta Eat This on Instagram when you get a chance. You can find Jasmine there also. She's the one posting all the content. Pete and I jump in every once in a while. But 98% of the time, it is Jasmine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm there too. Just send me a DM there also. Right.
0: You know? (laughs) Hey, Jasmine, how's the sushi. Right. All right, so... Jazz, I appreciate you for, for coming out and taking your time and really just doing this podcast. No problem. Wow.
1: Thank you for having me. This story it. was
0: inspirational. I think the Thoughts Over Coffee listeners are going to really enjoy this one. It's a story of just going and going to get it through the hard times, through the dark times, rising mm-hmm. and re- regaining the control over your life.
1: Right. That's what it is control. So control
0: your, your story. <laughs> Listen, you got to relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're out.